Sugar, we're going down podcasting, a Fallout Boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe. Hello, my name is Joe. This time we got the champagne out for all of our real friends, but we do not have that for the sham friends. For them, we have the real pain. The the real the real pain for the sham friends. <laughs> Please step this way to receive your real pain. <laughs> You know who you are. You have been designated. <laughs> uh, we're back to Cork Tree. It hasn't been that long. Although, I, I looked in the overview for the lyrics on the song on Genius.com. Please sponsor us. And this is the other song that Patrick wished wasn't on the record. So, God. Got, got those two out of the way. We're good. <laughs> this is uh, Champagne for My Real Friends, Real Pain for My Sham Friends, which surprisingly is not a Drake album. Uh, it is a Fallout Boy song. It is apparently according. So this overview says it's named uh, after a quote commonly attributed to Tom Waits. Um, but as I, I googled the title of it, and it took me several things to scroll down before I found the lyrics on Genius.com. Please sponsor us. And the Wikipedia article, which is like Wikipedia.org/slash/wiki/slash. Champagne underscore four underscore my underscore real friend, underscore friends comma underscore <laughs> oh like all the God. way through, through the whole quote uh and like that says uh it's it's often attributed to Irish painter Francis Bacon oh or sometimes Tom Waits but is a it is a toast dating to at least the 19th century and it's got a, a bunch of other references here uh including the an episode from the third season of the TV show One Tree Hill, <laughs> which is also mentioned in this overview uh, because Pete Wentz was often on the show. <laughs> Fucking what? Pete Wentz would often appear in the show for cameo roles. I like roles, plural. Was he playing multiple different people? I hope so. <laughs> Let me look up Pete Wentz's IMDb page. Now we gotta add One Tree Hill to our sh- list of fucking things we have to watch. Oh, God. I've seen episodes of that show. I think I have too. I remember it being on. I always get it confused with the OC. Yeah, I get it confused with that and like also Seventh Heaven. Yes, that's fair. These are all things our mom watched, right? I'm assuming yeah. we're in the same boat here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, or like that we're on in the background at some point. Yeah, yeah. The OC, a show about Southern California, Orange County, not to be confused with the OA, which I think is about gamers. I'm not sure. I haven't watched it. <laughs> Pete Wentz's filmography, uh, he was a writer on a couple things. What? I guess it's just a lot of songs that get used in various things. I'm looking at soundtracks. Let me hide those. I don't care. Actor. He was in that Weezer video. I did not watch it. There's a lot of Fall Out Boy videos listed here, which does seem like it's cheating. <laughs> he was in CSI New York once. Oh my god. In 2009, he played a character. Named Chester Byron. Chester Byron. Played some roles on Robot Chicken. Uh, Fall Out Boy was apparently on the 90210 reboot. There's just a character named Pete on Teen Titans Go that he plays. What? And the name of that episode is The Day the Night Stopped Beginning to Shine and Became Dark, even though it was the day, Chapter 4, Night Begins to Shine. Oh, there's multiple different chapters. Chapter 4 is Night Begins to Shine. So, yeah, that sounds like some Fall Out Boy-ass shit. It really does. Uh, oh, here's all the things under self that he just played himself on. This is probably where I'll find 
uh, I already forgot the name of the show I'm looking for. One Tree Hill. That's it. <laughs> he was on Degrassi Goes Hollywood. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. Oh, no, there it is. One Tree Hill himself for a couple episodes. All right, so the first one was uncredited. The second one is himself credited as Peter Lewis Wentz. And then the other one was just himself. <laughs> so <laughs> shout out to Pete Wentz, everybody. Shout out to One Tree Hill. Shout out to sitcoms your mom watched when you were a kid. So you just have seen a lot of them. I know a lot about General Hospital in my, uh, in my adulthood now. Sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes you're covering Kingdom Hearts for a podcast and you're talking about Cloud's voice actor and you're like, yeah, I know him from General Hospital. He played <laughs> Jason and then he left the show. So they made the character in canon have facial surgery. And then later he came back and played him again anyway. And like, how, <laughs> how soap operas, what are you doing? <laughs> but he's not playing Cloud in the remake, so... Shout out to, uh, oh god, I don't remember his name. That guy. Shout out to that dude. Shout out to the man, the myth, the legend, Cloud Strife. Let's talk about this follow-up voice song. <laughs> this has been a long, long tangent. You like the song? Yeah, it's it's um, I do like it. It's weird. It is it's weird. Another, it, it's another weird one. It's another one where I listened to it and I was like, oh man. It's a weird one, Mr. Grinch. Pretty much. I was like, man, this record is so bizarre. Mm, it's, it has such a strong opening, and then this is, the, this is probably one of the least Joe sentences I've ever, I'm ever going to say. But when Patrick starts singing it, it loses me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, like, his voice is fine. It's just like, it, it switches from like this intro to a different song, it feels like. Yeah. Like, his, his voice, it, it feels like, like, this record is certainly where he's trying different stuff and different deliveries. It just feels like this one does not land for me. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't have a problem with it. It's just another one where, like, Cork Tree keep like, it's been so long since I've listened to it front to back. Like, going back to it now, I'm like, man, this record is weird in a way that, like, like, a lot of the post-hiatus stuff is weird, but, like, in a way that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. This one is just, like... I'm like, what is happening? Like, especially considering that this was one of the songs they didn't want on, but it ended up on anyway. Also, I'm yeah. like, man, this is just like, this is just an album of like super weird choices that like aren't necessarily bad, but are like extremely strange. Yeah, it's, it's like, this sounds like something they just weren't finished with. Yeah, I agree with that. It definitely sounds unfinished. Like a couple more passes. This is this is a solid B-side to me. Yeah. But I, again, like, I think Cork Tree is an album that has a lot of B-sides on it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the the crisis of of sophomore slump, what the fuck kind of band are we? Uh, they don't know. But they don't. They have no fucking idea. This song is about some things, like fame, surprise, and relationships with people and how that interacts with fame, surprise. <laughs> It's something. But uh, sonically, I think it's, yeah, it's, I don't know, the instrumental I think is fine. Patrick tries stuff that I don't necessarily think is bad. It just kind of feels like you're trying to make a puzzle out of two different puzzle sets. Yeah. Take two different Bionicles and you try and build a new one out of it, and it just looks like a like a uh, shambling disaster. Yep. Yep. I love that since your Bionicle podcast ended, it has to just seep into our Fallout Boy podcast. People are still tweeting me about it. 
Riley wants to wants to relive the glory days of of the Bionicle that we had, and I'm like, no, let me rest. What was that one tweet from the Modern Nui account that was like, they're apparently a Beyblade podcast yeah, now? Yeah, because they hadn't had a chance to to listen yet, and I'm like, all right, apparently. That was I don't so know. Funny. I don't know either. Check out uh, check out Bed Bath and Beyblade also on the Orange Ghost Podcast Network. Some wild fucking shit is 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 in that uh is in Beyblade and in that show. Yup. But uh, yeah, that's I don't know. I I felt I don't feel like I have a lot more words to really describe how it sounds, so we can probably get into the lyrics. There's some of them. I like the way it sounds. I think mm-hmm. the lyrics and the delivery are where it gets a little weird. There's a comment here from Fob Sest Sinner. Oh. Eight months ago, and it asks if they were channeling their inner paramour, and I have to wonder if in 2005 that was possible. Cause I don't know shit about Paramore. What, oh. year, what year did uh, fucking Riot come out? Oh, I guess they started around in 2004, so it's possible. I've never thought of that. Of, like, comparing the, t- the two acts? Yeah, because, like, I don't know why. Like, obviously they're the same genre, but, like, Paramore always felt separate from those other bands. Like, mm-hmm. like Paramore always felt, to me, separate from Fall Out Boy, Panic, and MCR. Yeah. And I don't know why. They're on the same, like, they were both on Field by Ramen for a while. They are, yeah, they were. Now, well, like, it, I saw, now I Paramore's saw Paramore open for Fall Out Boy. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know why they're just, like, not the same to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, like, doing some, some quick maths to see how fucking possible this is. And their answer is not. Uh... <laughs> Unless they just, like, were friends and touring together or something. But the first Paramore album came out after Cork Tree. They were around. They were playing music in 2004. But their first record came out in 2005. And then the one that everyone knows, Riot, was 2007. So I'm sorry, Fob Sest, for fact-checking you, <laughs> your comment <laughs> on Genius.com. But, uh, no. Yeah, seems unlikely. Yeah. So the song starts. guitar tones and in this first melody i dig it i dig it it's like this is the record where that shit happens so it's like whenever i hear a song i'm just like oh yeah this happened like out of van halen's another one even though that's literally just like hey what if we ripped off van halen (laughs) like that's it's not it's not even rip off it's more of an homage because he's like if i just do it if i just do the same thing it's a reference but but anyways this this guitar tone is fine it kind of like shifts to a different strum pattern when we get into that first verse and and Patrick sings that you are a getaway car a rush of blood to the head but me i'm just the covers on top of your bed 
You steer away in a rearview mirror, make my head swim. I keep you warm and won't ask you where you've been. I want a, I want just a blanket with a picture of Patrick on it now. God. I'm sure, I am certain that there is Fall Out Boy merch that uh, satisfies that need. It, it's, it feels like very par for the course lyricism from these boys. Yeah, this is not anything unexpected or mm-hmm. different. I'm just the covers on the top of your bed. Uh, it reminds me of some lyrics on Infinity on High where Pete says that we'll just be like, no, it's, what is it that they say? Just sing you to sleep through your bedroom speakers or something? That's the lyric I'm thinking of. Yeah. I was conflating it with another line and I think the same song where he talks about umbrellas, but that's a, that's different. He says, we need umbrellas on the inside. So they're, they're the, I'm just the covers on the top of your bed. You steer away. In a rear view mirror. That's a, that's a weird line. I feel like that doesn't actually mean what they think it means. Yeah, I don't, like, the phrasing on that is strange. Or I guess uh, what it's describing would be seeing someone leave in a rear view mirror. But I feel like the, the, the context in which it's trying to use it, it doesn't actually mean that. Maybe it does. They are, they are a getaway car and they steer away. And, and they're seeing it in the rearview mirror. But how are you seeing it in the rearview mirror if you're at home being in the cover in the bed? <laughs> this, is, this is the episode where I take everything really literally. And I... And I George is like, how does a blanket see? How does a... Blankets don't, blankets don't have eyes. <laughs> P-trick. I keep you warm and won't ask you where you've been. That's a sentiment that's in a lot of Fall Out Boy songs of just like, I won't... Wor- I won't worry about what you're doing when I'm not around, which is like an anxiety that I can understand. But in the context of Fall Out Boy, I always think it slides a little too close to sounding obsessive and controlling. Yeah. Or like, just like hella paranoid. Yeah. And like paranoia and anxiety is like some shit. And it's usually rooted in like trauma. But, (laughs) but... It's, I don't know, it's just weird to, to hear in, like, I guess this isn't in a vacuum, but we sometimes view it as if it were, or, or the vacuum is just Fallout Boy's body of work, and it's like, well, lined up with other shit, like, this is, this is the second record, they were really mean on the last one. Yep. Oh, Pete, the chorus begins, chorus one, there's two choruses. Double chorus. Double chorus. Double chorus madness. I wonder if it's, I almost wonder if it's like, should be considered a pre-chorus, but this says chorus one, and genius has never steered me wrong. Uh, chorus <laughs> one, with your backless black dress soaked to the skin, when it's said and done, they're all scrambling, and we're friends, we're friends, just because we move units. Ooh. Subterfuge. <laughs> Don't you love to have friends just because they're moving those units, though? Those absolute units? <laughs> Yes. I just, I just, I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on, ooh, subterfuge. <laughs> Look. Um, like, you kept going and my brain stayed stuck right there. <laughs> I mean, it is. There's, they're, they're being friends just because they're successful. These are the, these are the shame friends. Caitlin, they need the real pain. <laughs> Pete Wentz is now a professional wrestler and his name is Real Pain. And he only beats up sham friends. 
I bet uh, Pete, Pete's probably into wrestling, if I had to guess. That seems like a Pete, like a Pete core genre medium. Yeah. When I, when I was looking at IMDb, I did see this probably has nothing to do with what Pete does or doesn't like. But Champion was, of course, in WWE 2K19. Jesus. Video game in parentheses. The fucking of course it was. Mm-hmm. Man, a lot of these Fall Out Boy songs that get played in TV shows go uncredited. <laughs> Sorry, I'm leaving IMDb again. How do you feel about Chorus 1? It's fine. I mean, it's it, it feels like it doesn't really say anything other than we're friends. The, we're friends just because we move units. I assume it's supposed to be like a industry thing of like they sell records, therefore they have friends. Quote unquote friends. Yeah, people are trying to be close to them because they are successful to to uh, piggyback or gain fame off of their fame. But like, I feel like all of that is conveyed in just those two lines. And so like the first two lines feel really unnecessary and just kind of like, what are y'all trying to say? Yeah, backless black dress is a fun little tongue twister that has some good internal rhyme. Yeah, that first line sounds good to say, like, backless bre- black dress soaked to the skin, like, mm-hmm. is a fun sentence to say, but I'm like, what does it have to do with anything, though? Yeah, and then w- when it's said and done, they're all scrambling. I think that connects. Um, my my guess would just be it's describing, like, a romantic interest, and that is close to him because of money and fame or something. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but, like, but friends is a done well. Yeah, or it's just a really specific thing Pete wants to put in a song to call out somebody. I don't know. <laughs> just it's a 2005. Real, real aggressive subtweet. It's 2005. Oh, uh, Pete, Pete is just like committed to this bit, like mm-hmm. for no apparent reason. Uh, That's. I mean, there probably is a reason, but it's a Pete reason. He keeps it close to the chest, uh, or he tweets it out, or puts it in his blog. Pete used to blog. Did he really? Yeah. I'm not surprised, I guess, but... Do you want to read Chorus 2? Yes. Strike us like matches, because everyone deserves the flames. We only do it for the scars and stories, not the fame. Liar. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) At least everyone is trying, everyone is shining, everyone deserves the flames, but it's such a shame, such a shame. Again. Not the fame. Also, just what? Strike is like matches, because everyone deserves the flame. So that's like, I mean, to to break it down, it's like being being used to generate a thing despite burning out and being disposable. Uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, I guess I've always, I and this is not new to this today, like, I've always been weirded out by the phrase, everyone deserves the flames. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, is that, is that, a, is that like, is that aggressive, or is that like... You deserve the like the heat and the warmth. I th- I think in this context, the flame is like a metaphor for what they generate when stricken by di- you know the song by Disturbed. Yeah. Uh, and they, <laughs> I, I I so like the flames would be like their music or something, and they're like thinking like, oh yeah, the people the people need it. They're the people's champs, the Fallout Boys, <laughs> and clearly they're doing it for those scars and those stories. Uh, not the fame. Burning out is great, actually. Pete Wentz, tw- 2005. It's, I mean, it's it's weird. And I think it's probably a little tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, this, this to me feels like where it really starts to get into, like, mutant bionicle territory, though. Yeah, absolutely. Because it just, like, the, le- like, 
the lyrics themselves read as fairly positive, aside from the connotation of, like, the burnout, you know, like, the being disposable aspect. Yeah, it's kind of like hiding the seriousness behind the cutesy metaphor and uh, the, the, the upbeat tones. But I don't think that matches the delivery. Like, I think the delivery makes it sound more like the rest of the tone of the song. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just feels very mishmashed and weird. Yeah, no, I agree. The song is a goddamn bionicle disaster. But at least everyone is shining and trying. At least. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't... This annotation says they don't go down without a fight. They do their best. That doesn't give me more context. That is just paraphrasing. Yeah, that does not help. That's nothing. Uh, then it repeats, yeah, everyone deserves the flames, but it's such a shame. Times two. Such a shame. I don't know. Maybe the second verse will give us more context. It probably won't. The sounds of this small town make my ears hurt. Uh, oh yeah, you caught me, but I caught you on worse. They say you want a war, you've got a war, but who are you fighting? The tide's out, the ships run aground. We drown traitors in shallow water. What the fuck is this? What? What the goddamn hell is this slam poem that I just read? <laughs> uh. Yeah, like, because the first, like... Four lines, I get. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the sounds of this small town made my ears hurt. Kind of doesn't go with it, but, like, whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like, disconnected. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, but like, I get the, you caught me, but I caught you on worse. They say you want a war, you got a war, but who are you fighting for? Like, okay. What am I fighting for? <laughs> my friends are my power. <laughs> Anyway. Pete Wentz voice, my friends are my power. My real friends are my power. Yeah, power for my real friends. The realm of darkness for my sham friends. Yeah. I hate us. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The sounds of this small town make my ears hurt. Oh, yeah, you caught me. But I caught You know, catching like catching someone doing fucked up shit and like a tit for a tat kind of situation. But then what the shit the with the the tides out, the ships run aground, we drown traitors in shallow water. Like fucking what? The sounds of my small town make my ears hurt is such a bizarre line. I don't know how to read it after we do this for the the stories, not the fame. Is it you want out of your small town or your small town is uh way too loud to you now that you're famous and everyone there knows you like it's and i would love to i I would love more information to know but that is not what the second verse does no the second verse does not elaborate on that idea at all no uh well maybe let me let me let me give pete like a million benefits of a million doubts 
and and wonder like when they say when it says oh yeah you caught me but I caught you on worse is that regarding the small town catching catching him for being famous I'm I'm lost again no Joe this is nothing I've thrown my benefits out my doubts are here to stay <laughs> fucking fucking LA noir voice doubt doubt and and what does caught you on worse mean maybe if 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 I pretend my my metaphor had any basis which it I don't know if it does with the text by itself. Uh, would would the caught you on worse be just I've lived here this whole time. I know that you're you're bad. I, I sang about something that someone here did once on my first record. I don't know. And then like, yeah, and then it starts talking about war and fucking drowning traitors. In shallow water specifically. You okay, Pete? Is this like a history thing? Like why specifically in shallow water? Well, this annotation says it's obvious to an observer. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) They can pick as many fights as they want because they will always be opposition. Is that a... Okay. That's not how words work. You lost me, bud. Uh, What is the actual point of it all? They have no reason to fight. They have no supporters left. That's not true. They've got nothing to edge us on. Please don't. This is a family-friendly podcast. Is it? <laughs> no. If their friends join the other side, all they can do is take petty revenge. That's the first sentence that ha- has any meaning or- in this context. I also don't think it reflects the no. the verse. No, it doesn't, but it's the closest they've gotten. It seems like a pointless war driven by unhappy circumstance. Sure. 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 But who are you fighting for? They're just fighting for the sake of fighting. And then uh, he talks about drowning traitors, which is, man, two different, like, these two different instances, like, all, all of these different sections, like, verse one is about something else. Verse, chorus one is something completely different. Chorus two is something completely different. And now verse two is about war and traitors. Granted. And small towns. Small towns and traitors and wars and drowning. And, like, I'd have to, like, go to the gym like five days a week and just lift nonstop to be able to actually like lift this up to any sense that goddamn makes sense. But like <laughs> that, like the drowning traders could maybe refer to like the same sentiment as friends because we move units. It could be the sham friends. Traders could be sham friends and they drown them in the real pain instead of the champagne. But like, that's, that's a stretch. Yeah, that's you pulling out your conspiracy for it. I feel that's that's bit. that's that's that scene in whatever Captain America movie. There's like six of them where he's like holding onto the side of the building and the helicopter that's flying away, and he's trying to pull them back together. That's me. I'm flexing real hard. It's not gonna happen though. <laughs> <laughs> I am not Captain America. Uh, yeah, there's just really no pulling them together. It's just no. The song is a mess. No, nah, they they got sent a bag of bionicle parts in the mail. And they did not have the connector pieces, so it's just a bunch of feet attached to a torso. <laughs> it's a really specific reference to a thing I did. <laughs> I'm just imagining the fucking foot by <laughs> There's a picture of it somewhere. Uh, I need to find it. That was uh, that was the beginning of the year, back when you were on the podcast. Ugh, man. Remember that? Remember that? Remember when you called a Bionicle character Daddy? (laughs) I didn't, but now I do. (laughs) I think about it a lot. Uh, (laughs) Joe is just, like, at work, haunted by this memory. (laughs) 
<laughs> that and uh, when I got Matt from the Hard Times on our podcast, well, I Riley did it, but when on the podcast with him, he said, you could have talked about Bionicles at any time of day. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, you're right. You got me. <laughs> Well, especially because bed, bath, and bionicle kind of indicates that you're going to bed, not that no, you're waking up. It's when I wake up. It's my morning routine. Uh, but now it's a Beyblade podcast, and we let it rip first thing in the morning. <laughs> the chorus one and chorus two repeat. It is still such a shame. And then there is a bridge that says, everyone is trying, everyone is shining, everyone deserves the flames, but it's such a shame. That is just the last three lines of the chorus again, uh, but over a slightly different musical piece and then the chorus two repeats again I Patrick, I agree. This song shouldn't have been on the record. <laughs> Not that I've heard uh I don't know what the music or the misery sounds like. I don't know if I've ever listened to it on purpose. Um, but that is the song that they propose replacing this or Dark Alley with. And honestly, I thought Dark Alley was was fine. It's just very sad. Music and the misery, I guess, is a bonus track that was on the 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 deluxe edition, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know what it sounds like off the top of my head. Oh, yeah, I don't either. I know I've listened to it, but I could not tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. This was the record I never really cared about much when I was in my biggest Fallout Boy phase, which surprisingly was not when I decided to make a podcast about it. I think that's it, though. I think we did it. <laughs> yeah, I think we're, I think we're good. I think we're Gucci. When, when I realized we were done and I looked at the time, I thought it was going to be like an hour. Because I feel like we've gotten off topic 400 times. Yeah, this has simply been a tangential episode of uh, Sugar We're Going Down podcast. Where we just plug all my other fucking podcasts. It's true. I'll think of a pairing before uh, the episode comes up, probably, or the same day. Uh, But if you look in the show notes, there will be a link to a Spotify playlist, and there will be uh, all the songs we've covered, and each one has a pairing for a non-Fallout Boy song that I I just stick next to it for... Whatever reason. Last week I did Na 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 by My Chemical Romance because that was another like big shift that uh, a a band in the similar scene made. Because um, last week we talked about My Songs No Eat in the Dark. Uh, so there'll be something there when this episode comes out. I don't know what, but you can find that in the show notes. Caitlin! Yes, Joe. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet at CGAnt8Rs on Twitter.com. And I said this last time, I was a liar. But this <laughs> time, I will have a new pin tweet because my hopefully final podcast has come out. So <laughs> You had to wait for, for today, the, the, the 4th of July. Yes, because Ginny and I are committed to the bit. Mm-hmm. So Good. But yeah. <laughs> 
So I'm... you can find my all my shit conveniently by the time you hear this podcast. Fuck yeah, bruh. <laughs> I was half expecting to just hear you do like a huge vape rip. <laughs> no, my, my tank is empty. I can't right now. Damn it. What what else? What is my plugs? That's what I'm at. J- yep. Twitter. <laughs> I'm short circuiting. It's so goddamn hot in my room. Twitter.com forward slash ghost of Joe. Spelled ghost of J-O. You can find me tweeting about other shows I make. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, then tomorrow you will hear uh you you, you can hear a new episode of two nine four note streak, a guitar hero podcast that I do with my friend Riley Hopkins where we rank all the songs in Guitar Hero with a bracket. The next episode that'll be coming out right after tomorrow, if you're listening to this today, it came out. We have Jory back. We had Jory for an episode, and then we had an episode without Jory, and now Jory's back. Uh, and, and they help us rank a bunch of Guitar Hero songs. And it's fun. It's a fun time. My voice is probably still shot, because it was two days after Bloodfest. So you can go listen to me struggling. Uh, you can also listen to... My Evangelion podcast, which is something I'm really proud of, Nervous Rex. We we just did the first episode five, the first real Ray episode. So in a, in another week we'll be doing Ray two. Also, I'll just plug. I'm not gonna plug every show, I promise. But Interstitial is about to wrap up. Season two is is nearing conclusion. Um, like there's like two or three episodes left. Yeah, it ends this month. Yeah, it does this month. July is. July is it. Also, my Kingdom Hearts podcast is now switching to The World Ends With You. So you can hear us talk about how Neku is kind of a dick. Neku is definitely a dick. Neku's a huge dick. I hope that changes at some point. But <laughs> he also was kind of a dick in Dream Drop Distance, so I doubt it. But yeah, that's that's like most of my podcasts that I just plugged. Uh, but you can find the rest of them on the same network as this one, The Orange Groves Podcast Network. You can find it at theorangegroves.com. And check out all the shows there and learn how to support it. Uh, We just recently added a show that is exclusive to Patreon backers at uh, $10 and up, which is called Champs in the Making, where it's going to be a rotating cast of all the different hosts uh, on the Orange Groves that give a shit um, about Pokemon, which I don't even give a huge shit about Pokemon anymore, but I give enough to to show up. Uh, We're just going to rank them all with a bracket that had 809 Pokemon in it. It's a disaster of an idea, and you can listen to us struggle for, for $10, and you'll also get all of the cut content that comes at the $2 level. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, also, I realized I said that I had a new podcast. I didn't say what it was. Oh, yeah, go um, for it. <laughs> it. It's called Sweetwater Shade. It's a uh, Riverdale recap podcast with me and Ginny Wu, where we recap every episode of fucking Riverdale, and then we also... Get aside, we each have a team of characters and we assign the messy bitch points and then at the end of the show we decide both who was the messiest bitch of the episode and who was the messiest team and then at the end of the season we will have a bracket and we will determine the ultimate messy bitch of every season fuck yeah messy bitch season it's all Riverdale is yeah every season I, yeah that's what I've heard I haven't watched any of it yet I've seen like uh. clips and I think now that we've plugged everything under the sun, we can we can leave. Our deed is done. Yes. Caitlin! Yes, Joe. Is this more than you bargained for yet? Yeah, this one was wild. I, I've already kind of forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest. 
Oh no. Cool. Let's go to let's go to the record I like next. <laughs> let's do it. Okay, bye. Bye. Jory, have you ever watched the anime called One Piece? Yeah, Joe. I watch for a podcast that we do. What? You know, we are watching One Piece. I started watching it so you could rewatch it, and then we talk about it sometimes. I have have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month at best. Did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real-life politics and events. I, I must have forgotten. What, where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast? Oh.